Are you struggling as a parent? Or is your child struggling and you're just not sure what to do? They might be struggling with something emotional, like depression, anxiety, loneliness, cutting, or getting bullied. It's hard for us as parents to know what to do. Well, welcome to the Dr. Todd Talks podcast. I've worked with over 10,000 families from all over the world. I've worked with celebrities, I've worked with royalty, and I've worked with normal families like you and I. We all just want to have happy, resilient kids. How do you do that when your child gets a little bit off track? Well, if you're a parent struggling right now, and you feel like you're at the end of your rope and just not sure what to do, then listen to my stories of connection, where I'm going to share hope and relief and strategies on how to create happy, resilient kids. Let's get started. We all want the best for our kids, don't we? And yes, it can be a struggle at times to know how to raise them in the best way and how to deal with the challenges that arise. From my experience as a clinical psychologist and as a parent myself, I've noticed there are habits that good or effective parents have that separate them from parents who tend to struggle. So if you want to find out my top five habits of good parents, stick around. Let's get started. Hey, this is Dr. Todd. Number one, be a good listener. The best habit is to be a great listener. Listening is probably the single best way you can connect with someone. When you listen, you're making eye contact, you're really taking in what they're saying. I would suggest that you just listen for the sake of listening because doing so builds enormous trust and warmth with your kid. Sometimes it's hard to listen. Let me share a real example. I had an interesting experience with my daughter. She was going through a really difficult trial a long time ago, and it was causing her a lot of pain. And without giving away too many details, I'll just say that it caused me and her mom a lot of pain watching her suffer. At times, it almost felt unbearable to watch her suffer because I didn't have the answers and I did not know what to say to her. Probably the most frustrating thing is when I feel like I'm out of answers and I have no wisdom and I just can't help her. Anything I had said in the past didn't help. And this particular night, everything had come to a head and she was so discouraged and she was so down. She was in a different city. She was in Reno. I was here in Utah and we were on FaceTime and she wanted to talk. And so she's telling me all these things that she's struggling with. And it was such a heavy feeling. And while we're talking, I'm searching in my mind for things that I want to say. And, you know, what can I say to sort of pull her out of this? And there's nothing that would come to my mind. And nothing had ever worked up to this point anyways. And so I started feeling really frustrated and anxious. And I remember this because it was so heavy that I just started to inject a little humor into our conversation, just some soft teasing. I was just really trying to lighten the mood. And the whole time that she's talking and I'm wanting to come up with something to say to make this go away, I'm reminding myself about advice, that she's not looking for advice. And I'm reminding myself to just listen. And it's hard to listen when you're feeling really anxious as a parent. I had to really force myself to hold my thoughts and just listen to her. And so we spent a lot of time on this FaceTime phone call, just listening. And again, I would inject some lightness here and there, some humor here and there. And at one point in our call, she just really sort of eased up. 
and you could tell there was a relaxation with her. It's kind of hard to describe, but you could tell that she was feeling a little bit better after talking with me through some of these things. And it was at that moment that there were some things that came into my mind that I knew I wanted to say to her. I think I was able to say those things and she was able to hear them because I had listened. I don't think she could have heard them earlier if I hadn't spent a ton of time just listening and connecting with her. So if I had just gone in with my advice, no matter how good it may have been, it would have just bounced right off of her. So when we're trying to help our kids, to guide our kids, much of that has to start with connecting with them, listening and empathizing, just joining with them. And in a way, it's suffering with them. By doing that, then we're able to talk with them and say things that might be helpful. It was really amazing because her mom that night gave me a call after my FaceTime with her and just told me how much lighter the mood was and how much better my daughter was feeling. And I don't even really remember a lot of what I had said or any of the advice that I gave. I just remember that what I was able to say, she was much more able to hear because of what I did up front with her, which is just connecting and listening with her. So I just want you to think about that. When your kids are suffering, you have to spend some time first suffering with them. Just join them and listen to them and, and just try to be with them. So the next time your child is sharing something painful with you, instead of telling them how to respond or what to do, just join them. Look them in the eyes, be attentive, and let them know that you're with them. Are you struggling to communicate with your child or to discipline them effectively? None of us are handed a manual when our child is born with all the rules and steps you should take written in it. We all learn by trial and error. And this channel is all about using my system of correcting and connecting to build a strong, trusting, and influential relationship with your child. If that's the kind of thing you wanna know more about, please like this video, subscribe to my channel, and share with any friends you think would benefit. Now let's go back to the video. Number two, the second habit of good parenting is to stay connected in small things because then the big things are much more easily navigated. Working through difficult things with your kids, whether it's their behaviors, problems with their friends, school issues, or just about anything, it really depends on the quality of the relationship that you have with them. So stay connected in lots of small ways. And then when you have to navigate the hard stuff, it'll be a million times easier. Small connections come from what I just said listening frequently, even in small ways, leaving notes, giving genuine compliments. For some kids, you almost can't do this too much. Number three, the third habit of great parenting is to meet them where they are. This is such an important skill for connecting well with our kids. I'm gonna tell you a true story in our family that ended up having a profound effect on a relationship. It was far more than I would have guessed. And this was very recent. My daughter felt like she didn't have much of a relationship with her younger brother, and she wanted one. But they're very different. They have very different interests, but she often felt like he just didn't care about her. And she would often ask him about his day or ask him about school, and he would grunt and give her one-word responses. He just wasn't interested. Well, she came to me complaining one day, feeling like he just wasn't interested in her. And I told her what I'm saying now. I told her, meet him where he is. He doesn't want to talk about school. He loves to talk about his dirt bike, so ask him about that. And she had no interest in dirt bikes, so it never dawned on her. Well, so she started asking him about his dirt bike, what he liked about it, and you know, what he could tell her about it. And he perked right up. So then he grabs her arm and he takes her out of the garage, and they spend an entire hour 
in the garage and she was asking questions and she was listening and he was telling her all about this favorite thing of his. She was meeting him where he was, not where she was, but where he was. This one small moment has even surprised me. It seems to have had a profound impact on their relationship. He now looks forward to seeing her when she visits from home. She's away in college. They talk on the phone. Uh, when she came back on a home visit recently, he took her up the mountain. She and I have talked about this one small moment many times, and she's been surprised by how he responds to her now. So meet your kid where they are. The fourth habit of great parenting is to make repairs when you need to. Learn to say you're sorry when you screw up. I've been apologizing to my kids for their entire lives. Just the other day, I flipped out at my son because I misunderstood his mom when she was telling me something. And I thought he was doing something that I have talked to him many times that I don't want him to do. Well, I soon realized that I had misunderstood her and I was wrong for, for being so angry at him. So I called him up and I called him on FaceTime. I wanted to see his face and I wanted him to see my face. I just said, hey man, I screwed up and I completely misunderstood what mom told me and I should never have gotten that mad. And I'm just really sorry. It was easy, that's it. And you know, I think when we apologize, when we make repairs, that also models for them good relationship skills. Last, number five, the last habit of great parenting is to let your kids suffer consequences of their actions. Don't step in, don't fix things, especially when they're younger. This is the best way they get to learn both positive and negative consequences. I think that experience is your assistant teacher, so don't ruin that opportunity for them by fixing things. Thank you so much for watching this video. Are you struggling to communicate with your child or to discipline them effectively? None of us are handed a manual when our child is born with all the rules and steps you should take written in it. We all learn by trial and error. And this channel is all about using my system of correcting and connecting to build a strong, trusting, and influential relationship with your child. If that's the kind of thing you want to know more about, please like this video, subscribe to my channel, and share with any friends you think would benefit. Just click the link in the video description below, fill in your details, and I'll send it right to you. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Dr. Todd. And if you would like to move forward with healing yourself and helping to heal your children, I'd like to invite you to the Parenting Made Easy Challenge. It's a free challenge, and it's going to be private and confidential. You don't even have to have your camera on. But I would like to invite you to a free, small, mini-workshop where I'm going to show you some strategies of how to start to heal yourself and your children and your family. This is especially important around the holidays, which is a very stressful time with a lot of heartache, a lot of loneliness, and a lot of stress. So I invite you to sign up. You can click the link inside of the show notes inside the description of this episode and sign up for free. And then you can meet me live so I can show you some strategies of how to get through the holidays and how to start the process of healing your family.